0: Greater than for I know this, that after my departure savage wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock. Also from among yourselves men will rise up, speaking perverse things, to draw away the disciples after themselves. Acts 20 29-30. Greater than. Greater than but there were also false prophets among the people, even as there will be false teachers among you, who will secretly bring in destructive heresies, even denying the Lord who bought them, and bring on themselves swift destruction. 2 Peter 2 1. Greater than. Greater than beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. 1 John 4 1 The apostles of Jesus Christ warned Christians in the 1st century AD that false teachers would come at them from both inside and outside the church. They would secretly bring in destructive heresies and draw away the disciples after themselves. Those were prophetic words because it happened in the 1st century and continues today in the 21st century. We are currently looking in this series at some of the Christian apologists from the early centuries of church history to see how they addressed attacks on Christians and Christianity. Clement of Alexandria Titus Flavius Clemens was born to pagan parents in the middle of the 2nd century. Some historians believe he was born in Athens and became a Christian under the teaching of Pontinus. Clement of Alexandria, as he is known to differentiate him from Clement of Rome, wrote to pagans exhorting them to become Christians. The three major works of Clement that survived in full are, Protrepticus, Pedagogus, and Stromata. Here are examples from each dash. Greater than this is the new song, the manifestation of the Word that was in the beginning, and before the beginning. The Saviour, who existed before, has in recent days appeared. He, who is in Him that truly is, has appeared. For the Word, who was with God, and by whom all things were created, has appeared as our Teacher. The Word, who in the beginning bestowed on us life as Creator when He formed us, taught us to live well when He appeared as our Teacher, that as God He might afterwards conduct us to the life which never ends. He did not now for the first time pity us for our error, but He pitied us from the first, from the beginning. But now, at His appearance, lost as we already were, He accomplished our salvation. For that wicked reptile monster, by His enchantments, enslaves and plagues men even till now, inflicting, as seems to me, such barbarous vengeance on them as those who are said to bind the captives to corpses till they rot together. This wicked tyrant and serpent, accordingly, binding fast with the miserable chain of superstition whomsoever he can draw to his side from their birth, to stones, and stocks, and images, and such like idols, may with truth be said to have taken and buried living men with those dead idols, till both suffer corruption together. Protrepticus, Chapter 1. Greater than. Greater than now, O you, my children, our instructor is like His Father God, whose Son He is, sinless, blameless, and with a soul devoid of passion, God in the form of man, stainless, the minister of His Father's will, the Word who is God, who is in the Father, who is at the Father's right hand, and with the form of God is God. He is to us a spotless image, to Him we are to try with all our might to assimilate our souls. He is wholly free from human passions, wherefore also He alone is judge, because He alone is sinless. As far, however, as we can, let us try to sin as little as possible. For nothing is so urgent in the first place as deliverance from passions and disorders, and then the checking of our liability to fall into sins that have become habitual. It is best, therefore, not to sin at all in any way, which we assert to be the prerogative of God alone, next to keep clear of voluntary transgressions, which is characteristic of the wise man, thoroughly, not to fall into many involuntary offenses, which is peculiar to those who have been excellently trained. Not to continue long in sins, let that be ranked last. But this also is salutary to those who are called back to repentance, to renew the contest. Pedagogus, Book I, Chapter 2. Greater than. Greater than the writing of these memoranda of mine, I well know, is weak when compared with that spirit, full of grace, which I was privileged to hear. But it will be an image to recall the archetype to him who was struck with the thyrsus. For speak, it is said to a wise man, and he will grow wiser and to him that hath, and there shall be added to him. And we profess not to explain secret things sufficiently, far from it, but only to recall them to memory, whether we have forgot aught, or whether for the purpose of not forgetting. Many things, I well know, have escaped us, through length of time, that have dropped away unwritten. Whence, to aid the weakness of my memory, and provide for myself a salutary help to my recollection in a systematic arrangement of chapters, I necessarily make use of this form. There are then some things of which we have no recollection, for the power that was in the blessed men was great. There are also some things which remained unnoted long which have now escaped, and others which are effaced, having faded away in the mind itself, since such a task is not easy to those not experienced. These I revive in my commentaries. Some things I purposely omit, in the exercise of a wise selection, afraid to write what I guarded against speaking, not grudging, for that were wrong, but fearing for my readers, lest they should stumble by taking them in a wrong sense and, as the proverb says, we should be found reaching a sword to a child. For it is impossible that what has been written should not escape, although remaining unpublished by me. But being always revolved, using the one only voice, that of writing, they answer nothing to him that makes inquiries beyond what is written, for they require of necessity the aid of some one, either of him who wrote, or of someone else who has walked in his footsteps. Some things my treatise will hint, on some it will linger, some it will merely mention it will try to speak imperceptibly, to exhibit secretly, and to demonstrate silently. The dogmas taught by remarkable sex will be adduced, and to these will be opposed all that ought to be premised in accordance with the profoundest contemplation of the knowledge, which, as we proceed to the renowned and venerable canon of tradition, from the creation of the world, will advance to our view, setting before us what according to natural contemplation necessarily has to be treated of beforehand, and clearing off what stands in the way of this arrangement so that we may have our ears ready for the reception of the tradition of true knowledge, the soil being previously cleared of the thorns and of every weed by the husbandman, in order to the planting of the vine. For there is a contest, and the prelude to the contest, and them are some mysteries before other mysteries. Stromata, Book I, Chapter 1. Read more of the writings of Clement of Alexandria here. Melito of Sardis. Melito was Bishop of Sardis during the 2nd century and was reportedly held in high regard by many Christian leaders of the time. Most of his writings have been lost, but a few fragments have been found and he is quoted by other apologists of the same era. Greater than for this reason did the Father send his Son from Heaven without a bodily form, that, when he should put on a body by means of the Virgin's womb, and be born man, he might save man, and gather together those members of his which death had scattered when he divided man. Discourse on Soul and Body greater than. Greater than on these accounts He came to us. On these accounts, though He was incorporeal, He formed for Himself a body after our fashion, appearing as a sheep, yet still remaining the shepherd, being esteemed a servant, yet not renouncing the sonship, being carried in the womb of Mary, yet arrayed in the nature of His Father, treading upon the earth, yet filling heaven, appearing as an infant, yet not discarding the eternity of His nature, being invested with a body, yet not circumscribing the unmixed simplicity of His Godhead, being esteemed poor, yet not divested of his riches, needing sustenance inasmuch as he was man, yet not ceasing to feed the entire world inasmuch as he is God, putting on the likeness of a servant, yet not impairing the likeness of his Father. He sustained every character belonging to him in an immutable nature, he was standing before Pilate, and at the same time was sitting with his Father, he was nailed upon the tree, and yet was the Lord of all things. Discourse on the Cross Read more of the writings of Melito of Sardis here. Athanagoras of Athens Athenagoras identified himself as Athenagoras, the Athenian, philosopher, and Christian. Though he was apparently influential during his lifetime, little is known about him now beside a few writings from the latter part of the second century. Greater than to the emperors Marcus Aurelius Anoninus and Lucius Aurelius Commodus, conquerors of Armenia and Sarmatia, and more than all, philosophers. Greater than. Greater than in your empire, greatest of sovereigns, different nations have different customs and laws, and no one is hindered by law or fear of punishment from following his ancestral usages, however ridiculous these may be. A citizen of Ilium calls Hector a god, and pays divine honors to Helen, taking her for Adrastea. The Lacedaemonian venerates Agamemnon as Zeus, and Philana the daughter of Tyndarus, and the men of Tenedos worships Tenes. The Athenian sacrifices to Erechtheus as Poseidon. The Athenians also perform religious rites and celebrate mysteries in honor of Agraeolus and Pendrosus, women who were deemed guilty of impiety for opening the box. In short, among every nation and people, men offer whatever sacrifices and celebrate whatever mysteries they please. The Egyptians reckon among their gods even cats, and crocodiles, and serpents, and asps, and dogs. And to all these both you and the laws give permission so to act, deeming, on the one hand, that to believe in no god at all is impious and wicked, and on the other, that it is necessary for each man to worship the gods he prefers, in order that through fear of the deity, Men may be kept from wrongdoing, but why for do not like the multitude be led astray by hearsay? Why is a mere name odious to you? greater than greater than names are not deserving of hatred? It is the unjust act that calls for penalty and punishment, and accordingly, with admiration of your mildness and gentleness and your peaceful and benevolent disposition towards every man, individuals live in the possession of equal rights, and the cities, according to their rank, share an equal honor, and the whole empire under your intelligence sway, enjoys profound peace. But for us who are called Christians you have not in like manner cared, but although we commit no wrong nay, as will appear in the sequel of this discourse, are of all men most piously and righteously disposed towards the deity and towards your government you allow us to be harassed, plundered, and persecuted, the multitude making war upon us for our name alone. We venture, therefore, to lay a statement of our case before you and you will teem from this discourse that we suffer unjustly, and contrary to all law and reason and we beseech you to bestow some consideration upon us also, that we may cease at length to be slaughtered at the instigation of false accusers. For the fine imposed by our persecutors does not aim merely at our property, nor their insults at our reputation, nor the damage they do us at any other of our greater interests. A Plea for the Christians, Chapter 1, translated by B. P. pradhan Greater than. Greater than moreover also, that his power is sufficient for the raising of dead bodies, is shown by the creation of these same bodies. For if, when they did not exist, he made at their first formation the bodies of men, and their original elements, he will, when they are dissolved, in whatever manner that may take place, raise them again with equal ease, for this, too, is equally possible to him. And it is no damage to the argument, if some suppose the first beginnings to be from matter, or the bodies of men at least to be derived from the elements as the first materials, or from seed. For that power which could give shape to what is regarded by them as shapeless matter, and adorn it, when destitute of form and order, with many and diverse forms, and gather into one the several portions of the elements, and divide the seed which was one and simple into many, and organize that which was unorganized, and give life to that which had no life, that same power can reunite what is dissolved, and raise up what is prostrate, and restore the dead to life again, and put the corruptible into a state of incorruption. And to the same being it will belong, and to the same power and skill, to separate that which has been broken up and distributed among a multitude of animals of all kinds which are wont to have recourse to such bodies, and glut their appetite upon them to separate this, I say, and united again with the proper members and parts of members, whether it has passed into some one of those animals, or into many, or thence into others, or, after being dissolved along with these, has been carried back again to the original elements, resolved into these according to a natural law a matter this which seems to have exceedingly confounded some, even of those admired for wisdom, who, I cannot tell why, think those doubts worthy of serious attention which are brought forward by the many. On the Resurrection of the Dead, Chapter 3. Read more of the writings of Athenagoras of Athens here. We'll look at more writings of 2nd-century Christian apologists in our next post. Scripture taken from the New King James Version. Copyright 1982 by Thomas Nelson. Used by permission. All rights reserved.